This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, so let's get to the NBA Wednesday slate in the association where we have uh, uh, a plethora of games to talk about. Let's start with the Mavericks and the Raptors. And we started the show off by talking about last night's Mavericks game, but it wasn't because of the Mavericks. It was because of the team they played. The Mavericks lost last night on the second longest buzzer beater in NBA history, losing to the Cavs last night with an excellent shot from Max Strews from well beyond half court. So we talked about this. Does this classify as a letdown spot for the Mavericks emotionally? kind of think it does. I kind of think it does. And the Raptors have won three in a row. They're playing good basketball out of the break. I just think it's a tough spot for Dallas, Chelsea. That was a really tough game last night. Hard fought, great atmosphere. Kind of had like a playoff feel to it. Dallas is up uh, one or they're up two with two seconds left. And then Struce hits a 60-footer. And you think you're huh. stealing a win in Cleveland. Next thing you know, you're going home with the loss. Can you flip the page and put that behind you and focus on the Raptors. I'm I'm kind of expecting a little bit of a hangover from uh, from Dallas. So, you know, they're on a road trip right now. They lost to Indiana, lost to Cleveland. The Raptors are coming back home after a mini, mini road trip. And they've been scoring the ball in their three-game win streak. The Raptors have scored 121, 123, and 130. We know if you want to beat Dallas, you're going to have to score. They actually beat Dallas earlier this season in Dallas, 127-116. So I uh, I like the Raptors tonight. I would take them plus the points. I'd, I'd take some money line as well. Ooh, I'll take the other side. Uh, because when you look at the Raptors beating the Mavs earlier this season – that's when they still had some good players because right now this is not a Raptors team that I personally want to buy into. And I get it. You're getting three and a half points. I should mention the line three and a half total of 237 and a half. But just for argument's case, let's look at the other side for just a second because Toronto, yes, they've won three straight games and they've covered in four straight. But look at the teams that they're covering against and winning. Okay, they beat the Hawks. They beat the Nets. And I will say, a win over the Pacers, that's a good one. You know, scoring 130 points is something to hang your hat on. Uh, but they also shot 55% from the field and made 12 three-pointers. Maybe not something that's super repeatable. And Dallas, as heartbreaking as that loss was last night, they still cover the number. They are four-point dogs in that game. Uh, and, of course, only losing by two. So they did cover. They've now covered in three of their last four, uh, including an outright win over the Phoenix Suns. That was a big win. Uh, they were favored in that game, though. Two-point favorites. Uh, so maybe that's not quite as impressive. But still, Dallas, 7-2 and two against the number in their last nine games. They're actually better on the road. 15-12 uh, and 12 straight up and against the spread, even better. 17-10 and 10 ATS when playing away from home. And as favorites, they've been really good this year, 24-9. and nine. So a short number, it looks a little fishy, and maybe that's where the red flags come. Do you ever see a line you say, hmm, a Dallas Mavericks team that's playing really well, why are they only laying three and a half? I guess because it's a back-to-back. Yeah, because it's a back-to-back, and uh, again, you know, it's back-to-back. The Raptors are, are, are playing well. Dallas certainly isn't as good on the road as they are at home. I think it's a number of things, but it certainly is a little bit of a fishy line. You would think maybe Dallas would be a little bit of a higher favorite. But one thing about the NBA, and we talked a little bit about this yesterday, you know, I feel like in most sports, football especially, college basketball, 
uh, this too. I mean, most sports, right? You bet numbers and not teams. I feel like in the NBA that kind of applies the least. It feels like when you try to handicap these games and look at numbers that are a little fishy, it feels like in the NBA, it's like the least profitable in that sense. So, I mean, certainly you take into account what a line is. If it does feel a little fishy, if you think that maybe Vegas is trying to tell you something with the way that they're posting a line, but I, you know, I think it's a fair. I think it's a fair line. I think it's about right. Maybe Dallas could be a little bit of a higher favorite, but uh, yeah, I like I like Toronto tonight. I like the way that they've been playing, and uh, I'm I'm interested to see how Dallas responds after after last night. What kind of version of the Mavericks that we get? Yeah, this is uh, a big time for the Mavericks. So we talked about this yesterday, how crowded the standings are in the Western Conference. So they really could have used that win last night. I think this is a spot where they will still be playing hard. So we'll see if the Mavericks can win and also cover the three and a half point spread. Speaking of fishy lines, we've got the Pelicans on the road at the Pacers. The Pelicans actually one of the better teams. Uh, or at least they've been pretty solid this season, posting a 35-24 uh, and 24 record overall. But they're getting six points, or excuse me, yeah, they're getting six points on the road at the Pacers. This line opened at three and a half. Now it's risen to six, and I would imagine a lot of it has to do with the injury report. C.J. McCollum, questionable. Brandon Ingram, uh, questionable as well. So those are two big pieces of this offense that probably won't be present in a game against a really good offense. We know the Pacers like to pace the court, uh, pushing the pace there, no pun intended, and also can run up the score. So, P.J., uh, would you lay the six with the Pacers, or is there another play that you like here? You know, I think I actually would. If I had to play the game, I think I would lay it with Indiana. You mentioned they're going to be without maybe McCollum and, and Ingram tonight. I would think both of those guys probably sit just because it's the second night of a back-to-back. We were on the Pelicans last night against the Knicks. They won that game comfortably by 23 points. But a second night of a back-to-back for them. Indiana got the night off a little more well-rested. They're at home where they're so tough to beat. So... I do like the Pacers tonight, actually, minus six and a half. Isn't it interesting that we were talking about the Pacers-Raptors game on Monday, and this game is the same exact spread as that game was, right? And you would think that Pacers-Raptors and Pacers-Pelicans would not be the same spread. So I think that's a little bit telling that uh, Vegas, they, they like Indiana tonight. They think this is a good spot for them. I think it's a good spot for him as well. So uh, I'll take the Pacers and lay the six and a half. When do you think urgency sets in for the NBA? Because it's only February 28th, but I have mentioned this, you know, narrative quite a few times, you know, how the standings are so crowded in the Western Conference. But again, it's only February. Do you think this is something that is worth building into the handicap or should we be waiting at least a month or two? I think it depends on the game and it depends on the team, right? So certainly if mm-hmm. it's if it's if you're playing in a game where like you're playing against somebody that you're battling with, so if the Pelicans are playing like Sacramento tonight, if they were playing Dallas, like that's when I think you build in kind of the urgency to it. But, you know, this is a game where you're going up against an Eastern Conference team. It's the second night of a back-to-back. The Pelicans would love to win both of these games, but I'm sure going into this mini stretch, they thought if we can just get a split, we can beat either the Knicks 
or the Pacers, who are both playoff teams right now. The Pacers are in the playing tournament. But if we could beat one of those two teams, that would be that would be big for us, especially, you know, obviously dealing with some injuries with Ingram and McCollum and all that. So it just depends, I think, on the spot. Certainly if we have a final, you know, final couple weeks of the regular season and you have a team battling to just make the playoffs or they're trying to get out of the playing tournament then I think you get that sense of urgency in the final couple weeks. But with still a month and a half to go, I think these teams kind of pick and choose their spots. And those games where it's either for a division race or they're battling it for the wild card or trying to get out of the playing tournament, whatever it is, those games I I certainly think have more urgency to them than these games where it's the second night of a back-to-back and, you know, it's an out-of-conference game where, like, the Pelicans are playing the Pacers and – you know, certainly it doesn't matter as much as like a a Pelicans and Kings game would be, as I mentioned. Yeah, I think there are certain teams that already are playing with the urgency. Like the Golden State Warriors are one of those teams where it feels like the sky is falling on their dynasty. So it feels like every game kind of has that urgency factor to it. Oh, we're running out of time. Uh, But the Cavs are playing tonight. We mentioned the letdown factor for the Mavs. What about the Cavs? They're laying, what, six on the road at the Bulls tonight? Yep. I'm, uh, so I'm glad you brought that up. I'm seeing four and a half right now on BetMGM Chelsea. So clearly uh. some people that like the Bulls. This is actually my favorite NBA play. We were talking about how the half-court shot would affect Dallas. How do you think it affects Cleveland after a game like that? Then you got to go on the road second night of a back-to-back and just and play a team that just lost his double-digit favorites to the Pistons at home. Oof. Could only be the Bulls for me tonight. Not going to lie, though, the Pistons have been covering some numbers. Who would have thought Detroit covering wagons? For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.